Hi, this is Kim Smith. I'm, I'm here with Heart of a Warrior, Episode 6, and it's entitled Mended Hearts. I have one of my dearest friends, Erin Knight, here with me, and she's going to um, talk a little about her mended heart and how it has healed over time. So we're going to, but I'm going to start by reading the um, section, the story, the blog, whatever you want to call it, in Mended Hearts. It's a, this one shows up in Heart of a Warrior Faith for His Boots on the Ground. And um, the photograph that goes with it um, that Kachan took is it from Afghanistan. It has a soldier, um, and he's caring for um, a dog. And when I look at the picture, I don't know what you think when you look at the picture, but when I look at the picture, I think they're mending each other's hearts. They're taking care of each other. The, oh, absolutely. Yeah, the dog is there with the soldier, and the soldier's got his water bottle taking care of the dog. Um, so I think it's a beautiful portrayal of how we kind of work together to, to mend each other's hearts and times. So I'm going to begin with the blog. Browsing through a local artisan store, I stumbled across a display of gorgeous wooden hearts. They were hand-painted with a variety of deep, rich colors. Some were solid hearts. Others were broken and held together with an eclectic collection of objects. Keys held one together. The break in another was repaired with bottle openers. Yet another was mended with what appeared to be bandages. There was something so deep and powerful in these simple and yet complex hearts. I walked past them several times and just kept going back. I was drawn to the entire concept of hearts intact and those needing to be mended. We've all moved from the hope-filled, innocent hearts intact to the delusioned, broken, to the disillusioned, broken hearts in need of repair because we're all alive. Our hearts can shatter with the loss of a child, our partner of 50 plus years, or our pet. Hearts can break over the end of our first love at 16, our five-year relationship we thought would be the one, or our decades-long marriage that didn't make it to the finish line we dreamed. Whether the artist intended it or not, what I took away from all the mended wooden hearts was that we all heal differently. Each mended heart takes a unique and individual path toward being held together again in life. Hearts are never fully whole again once broken, but can be mended. I looked at the keys and imagined someone being brave and trusting enough to give the pieces of their heart away to another. I saw the bottle openers and imagined a few late nights with a few too many drinks as this heart healed. The bandages made me think of a soft, slow, and fragile journey toward a new normal. No matter how many pieces your heart may be in this morning, and no matter the reason you are not alone, it may feel like you are the only person alive who has ever experienced a grief and loss this painful, but you are not alone. Although pain is individualized, it's also shared. Others are walking right beside you through this life in just as much pain, although different than you. So walk through it together. Help each other. And one day, stop by Southern Perspicity in Newburn, look for the work of this artisan, Charlie Straw, and take one of his hearts home. He may tell you his story, he may not, but one of his hearts might help you start to mend your own. Remember, too, that no matter how broken your heart feels, and no matter the reason, God is holding all those pieces in the palm of his hand. Let me help you and guide you toward the best. Let him help you. I'm sorry, guys. Let him help you and guide you toward the best way to mend the broken pieces of your heart so you can continue living the life he has planned for you. And the scripture with this one is, I am the Lord your God. I'm holding your hand, so don't be afraid. I'm here to help you. And that's Isaiah 41:13. And we were actually together 
Yes, yes, I remember that. And found these hearts. And I think we both took one home, or maybe not that day, but we got them other days or something, I think. And Well, I think what's special about this, too, is that I remember being there, and I remember um, feeling like I had a broken heart with the loss of my father. Yeah. But... Uh, little did we know that I would be one of those people that you described in your blog that had a decades-long marriage that didn't last. Yeah. So this this blog really touches my heart, um, my mended heart. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Um, I think about, you know, you had you had talked about all the different ways that all these hearts were mended. Mm-hmm. And when I was reading this blog, I actually remembered. Um, when you used to write an article for the newspaper. Oh, well, Lord, that's been a long time. It has been a long time. But you wrote a very particular... Showing your age and mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But you wrote a particular article that really touched me, and I have remembered it over the years. Hmm. And I quote it with all of my friends, and, um, and it's that everybody has a different language. Hmm. You were talking about how music was your oldest daughter's language, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and horses were your youngest daughter, mm-hmm. and fishing was your husband. Mm-hmm. So in the same way that we're looking at mended hearts and all the different things that that Charlie used to um, portray mended hearts, I think about what my language would be for a mended heart or what trinket would be mm-hmm. on on this heart. Um, what would it be? There's lots of options. <laughs> a cross, mm-hmm. a rolled up piece of scripture, um, Kayaking I was going to say a kayak paddle. <laughs> Maybe like a little miniature kayaking paddle. Because kayak has, kayaking has been a good therapy for you, working through kayaking everything. Kayaking has gotten me through a, a lot. Um, for some reason, getting out there on the creek, the whole world goes quiet, mm-hmm. including all of my internal dialogue, all of my self-doubt that, that questions the cause of the broken heart. Yeah, because you not only have... And if I get too personal, just hold your hand up. But I mean, um, and I'll stop. But you not only had a broken heart that you had to heal, but you had to reset your entire life. Your, um, you had to find a, a new career. You had to completely reset. Completely reset. And um, and you did it moving. It's not like you had really had any time in between the break and the reset. Um, no. And for those listening, it, uh, the end of my marriage was, was kind of a blindside. Um, the kids didn't see it coming, my older teenage kids. So, yeah, it was a reset, mm-hmm. and I had to put the kids first. Yeah. I had to think about um, mending their hearts enough to continue having a relationship with their father because that's what was best for them, despite how I felt. Yeah despite how wide that crack was or how many pieces my heart was in. Yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, I saw you going through it, but I can't imagine what it... um, I cannot imagine what it feels like to... to try to be... to try to, to heal that piece, to mend that heart, while you are still having to recreate... basically how you're going to live. Do you know? Um can't imagine. Uh, not just how I was going to live, but my entire future. Mm-hmm. I had a vision of, of, I had a timeline of what it would look like. Um, well, you know, they say God laughs at us when we make plans. Well, I think that might have actually been part of the demise <laughs> of my marriage, 
is that the Marine Corps laughed when we made plans, and yeah. um, so we stopped making plans. Yeah. And I think that the future was deeply affected by that. Um, I, I also know that through all of the pain that I went through, um, I realize in, in prayer and in lesson that what I endured will allow me to reach others and to help others um, because in retrospect and in visiting with friends, I realized that I was kind of so self-centered in my grief. I mean, rightly so, because I don't know anybody close that has endured quite what I did, how I did. Yeah. But I, I got so lost in my grief that I lost sight of other people's pains around me in well, different ways that they felt their yeah. broken hearts. And and it's and you and I'm sure that at, that they probably did too when they were going through those things. It's easy to we all go through stuff and then we can look back and see how we did it differently. But I I I, I look at that and I think I mean I could see some of that happening because we're friends, so I see it happening. Um, but at the same time, it's I, I I can't imagine how I would have to do that somehow. I would have to I would have to compartmentalize or shield myself um, to be able to put one foot in front of the other. Um, There were days when functioning was quite difficult. And you said compartmentalize, and that was exactly it. When I had a child in front of me, Mm -hmm. I was everything they needed me to be. And um, I had to quit one of my jobs because I could no longer be a caregiver Mm -hmm. for someone else because I couldn't care for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But that allowed me to spread my wings and mm-hmm. find great things, um, you know, and have opportunities. I would say that you've kind of reinvented yourself, but you haven't really. I, I, I really think you've, correct me if I'm wrong, because I look at you now, and before I saw you as a wife and a mother. I was part um, of a unit. Uh, yeah, but, but it wasn't clear the full, I don't know, potential or impact of Aaron, yeah. you know, and so when I look at you now, I know more now about what Aaron likes and what Aaron doesn't like. And so do I. Yeah, than what I ever knew before. So um, I think that's been a positive of the of the horrible. Through prayer alone, um, you know, I, I asked for God's strength and he he gave me strength, mm-hmm. and, and through that, I I started to see myself again. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to see where I was waiting on my plus one to do things, mm-hmm. and when my plus one wasn't available, I wasn't doing things. Yeah, and that will never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm exciting and fun, and all these things that I don't I. I don't know that I lost. I just have a better vision of what they look like moving forward. Yeah, and it, and it looks like sometimes I think I think some it looks like watching you that you maybe have have let go of the tight knit planning and just are kind of taking risk and um, seeing where you go. God has a plan. Yeah, I've, I've got to trust it because mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> So how hard is it? How, let's just go right to the whole dating thing. Because how hard is it to? Um, I cannot even imagine dating again in this in this world. So um, starting over again. So how weird was it to to be dating again? 
frightening. (laughs) (laughs) It was so incredibly frightening, but it was also exciting. Yeah. Um, Somebody asked me about my first date that I had out, and my response was, well, the apple fritter was good. (laughs) (laughs) You should find the positive. (laughs) And that that was exactly it. Um, That was, it was also delicate balance. You know, if you'd asked me two, three years ago how I would have responded in this situation, I don't Mm -hmm. think I would have, I would have predicted um, being able to move on. I don't think I would have predicted being able to um, help the kids navigate or to not act out in anger. Yeah. Um, but that was only God's grace. And Lord help me, I tell you, I prayed over every every date that I had. Um, there were some scary instances, and it, of course it gave me a good dialogue with my 17-year-old daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if your date shows up with another person in the car, don't get out of your car. Right. Um, <laughs> So, you know, mending the heart took a whole lot of work. You could probably take a computer key and, you know, stick that on the heart for helping it mend as well. But um, uh, ultimately, I'm seeing someone that I'm I'm seeing a future with again. Mm-hmm. And if I were to mend my heart with something to symbolize that, it would still be the kayak. Mm-hmm. Um, it was his interest in kayaking that has drawn us together. Um and he, he honors the process. He honors uh, my still existing grief. Mm-hmm. And, that, you know, watching you see, and you know, because I've nagged you about, I've tried not to nag, but I have been almost like a mom <laughs> nagging you about something I'm like, you know, um, and that just comes from a place of that's the mom and me, you know, worrying. And because, um, I mean, I haven't really had a friend that, went through the divorce and started dating again. Well, one, one there's a, there's another, uh, of course, another woman in our church he, he did, but it wasn't as, um, it, I wasn't as much a part of it, uh, hearing it, you know what I mean? So, you know, all I could think about, I mean, because I can remember, I mean, there are times when you've called me in the closet and you were in the closet worrying about one of your kids, you know, so I'm, <laughs> so I'm now in the closet worrying about you, you know. <laughs> is she going to get, is she going to get home? Is he a psycho or whatever? And, um, you know, but what I've noticed, what's different, and what gives me peace with this one, and I think you probably noticed my reaction to this one, and I've never even met him, is that there's a peace over you that is visible, that has not been present with other people that you, you know, dated and talked about. So, I mean, you would talk about them, and you would say all the right things, but watching you, I'm like, hmm. But this one, there this is a one. genuine peace and and you know he's coming to church with you and you're you know he's a man of god and um there's a practical peace that comes mm-hmm. with the excitement of dating him yeah he he's he definitely um he's the adventure that i'd like to have mm-hmm. but he's he's very grounded um yeah. he respects all of my parenting choices and my mm-hmm. boundaries and he just well whether it works out or not the fact that you're able to open your heart to somebody else is is a major feat under them. I think the only way I would ever be able to do that is on my own terms. Yeah. And I don't think that there's a whole lot that I won't do on my own terms anymore. Um, so it's nice to be respected and and to be standalone, Aaron. That's mm-hmm. um, accessorized <laughs> with fun and a smile and excitement and somebody that cares about me and. Um, 
yeah, wanted to to go to the church and help me pack up school supplies today. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's really just real life, right? I mean, that's I mean, the dating and stuff is great, but somebody that wants to do real life with you wants to get messy in all the details, yeah. all the obligations, all the commitments. It's not just the fun stuff. Yeah. Last weekend, he was under my deck cutting baby trees that were growing mm-hmm. up out of the planks <laughs> of the deck because we were going to be having a yard party to celebrate mm-hmm. another friend. Mm-hmm. Um, the friend that actually saw me through the dating process mm-hmm. in the best way. She was um, the one that I would send yeah. the details of where and when. Where to find the my body. body <laughs> <laughs> my dating rules of my girls, tell me where to find the body. <laughs> yes, yes. But, um, yeah, this blog about, about mended hearts, they do mend. And, you know, as much as I want to say I hope my heart never breaks again, if that's what God has in plan for me, I'm going to trust the process um, and lean into it. Well, because, I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I would, I mean, because you mended your, you had to mend your dad. I mean, your dad died right before all this, I mean, during all this too. So um, it, you had a lot to mend. And I'm sure that it's not fully mended yet. I mean, it's going to, if it's ever. Um, but, you know, I... I know Mm -hmm. that my heart will ache forever over the loss of what I thought my future would look like Mm -hmm. and the man I thought would guard my heart. But that doesn't mean I can't experience joy. That's right. And you may find that the joy that you have now far exceeds the plan you thought was so perfect. I know. I thought my future was dreamed up in the best possible ways, and here I am being spontaneous and, you know, during COVID times, yeah. being creative with my heart, yeah. mending it in ways that are unique to to me, that honor God in the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, is there um, any advice that you would give to people about, um, I don't want to say it, you know, don't sound like one of those advice people, but I mean, <laughs> you know, um, I find that when I, I, I say this because when I write a blog, like if you look at the one from day before yesterday, you can see all these people, and often it'll happen, and sometimes I, sometimes I will wake up in the morning, this is no lie, and I will go in, my blogs are scheduled 30 to 60 days out. And I will go in and, and God will just put it on my heart to move one to today. Like, and I will go in and I will reschedule it and I will put it on for today. And then I will have these people start messaging going, I needed this today, I needed this today. So, and I'm not giving anybody advice. My blogs are therapy for myself getting through my own days. Um, but, but So what I mean by that advice is whatever you've learned could help somebody listening to this for how to put absolutely, one foot in front of the absolutely. other. You know, and it, it's all God-driven. I mean, prayerfully every day, you know, inviting God into the dating process and um, it's... it's I had it all there. It's it's um, it's a difficult process, but I prayed, I prayed, and um, 
And I also let my Christ shine. Mm-hmm. I think more than I have in a long time. And in doing things that brought me joy and inviting him into those joyful moments, not dating even, out on the creek kayaking, mm-hmm. I think that I have a, a genuine glow and that only comes from Christ alone. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what brought a fellow Christ follower into my life. Um, well, I, I think having that expectation, I think, I think um, uh, having the, have that confidence to not settle because you're lonely, because you have to be, you have to, you know, because you, you, yeah. you it was, you know, I mean, to not settle, but to know that you deserve so much I prayerfully so much the process. More. Yeah. I, I prayed for it. I invited God into the process through everything. Mm-hmm. And when we're in deep conversations with God, we can hear him better than mm-hmm. we can any other time. Yeah. And there was, there was quite a few times where, you know, I would be dating someone that was kind and generous and mm-hmm. great in this world and wasn't what God wanted for me. Yeah. And and so. Yep. Yeah. I mean, He knows better than us. Even though we try to fight Him on everything, He does know. He does know better than us. <laughs> yes, like Cinderella and the stepsisters, we can try and shove our toe into that shoe, but if it wasn't meant to be, yeah, it ain't fitting. Well, I think the beauty of what, you know what you were saying is that even if this doesn't work out, I mean the um, I mean your heart is open, and that in itself is mended because the fact that you can, I mean there might still be a crack in it, but the fact that you can open it up and you can you can trust people, and um, I can be true to me, mm-hmm. and what that looks like is that I do have a heart that has a hole, yeah, and a crack. It looks more whole to me from the outside than it's looked in a long time. And I so I appreciate him. I haven't met him yet. I look forward to meeting him because there is a peace that is visible on you that has not been there for a while. And um, so whoever he is, I appreciate I that. I feel calmed. Yeah. It shows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whether it's, whether it's um, that he's, I mean, that just tells me that you trust and you're comfortable in this moment, whatever it is. I've been listening to... My Father in Heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, the, the prayer that goes with this one is, Dear Lord, you know the things that have shattered my heart into a million pieces. You know what I need to begin mending the pieces. Help me to see the way. Help me to heal. And then the question for everyone to, to think about after you hear this podcast and when you read this is, what is the one thing that you know you need to do to begin mending the broken pieces of your heart? Write it down. How will you make it happen? And whose help will you need? So I would encourage you guys to think about that. I think you heard Erin over and over again say the one person she needed the most was Father in Heaven. There you go. So thank you guys for joining us. Um, Heart of a Warrior Faith for His Boots is available everywhere now. Barnes & Noble's Books a Million, your favorite online retailer, um, Amazon. And locally, and I'd encourage you if you're local in Eastern North Carolina to go by Southern Persnickety and check out the um, beautiful, beautiful Mended Heart artwork that's available there. So thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.